Okay, boys and girls, it's time to sing our favorite song. Sing it with me. The NHL are turds. The NHL are turds. They don't give me any time at all. The NHL are turds. Hey! What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, and to quote the venerable Steve Dangle, NHL, why are you the way that you are? So last night, on the heels of two very exciting Game 6 matchups that could potentially have led to Game 7 matchups, of course, because those are how Game 6s work, the NHL announces, oh, by the way, Round two of the playoffs are going to start on Saturday. So they announced that round two was going to start before they knew that the first round was even over. So just as like from my perspective, and we're going to get into, of course, how I did in the first round and everything there. But just so I can get this off my chest, from my perspective, that gives me zero time at all to try to get these predictions out if either St. Louis or Montreal wins that game last night. If it goes to seven, I don't know what virtually all of the playoff matchups are on either conference. And I'm kind of sitting here with my thumb up my you-know-what, because I don't even know what matchups are there's going to be to try to do any predictions. So the NHL really kind of had me over the barrel there for a few hours. And if you're a conspiracy theorist, it's a good day for you because it's almost like they knew, wink, wink, who was going to win those games last night. Obviously, I don't actually believe that. I'm just mad. So first round of the NHL playoffs did come to a conclusion last night with both Vancouver and Philadelphia winning their respective game sixes to close out the final two series of the first round in the Eastern Conference Philadelphia takes out Montreal in six games Tampa Bay taking out the Columbus Blue Jackets in five games you had the New York Islanders upsetting the Washington Capitals in five games with a four nothing shutout in game five and you had the Boston Bruins finally showing up to play despite the Tuka Rask controversy they win that series four games to one over the Carolina Hurricanes over on the western side of things, the Vegas Golden Knights damn near sweep the Chicago Blackhawks, but they do beat them in five. The Colorado Avalanche also win their series in five games over Arizona, outscoring the Coyotes 14 to two in the final two games of that series. Holy hell. The Dallas Stars beating the Calgary Flames in six games and again like i mentioned the other game six from last night the vancouver canucks with a big six to two win last night over the defending stanley cup champions to knock them out in six games we had ourselves a pretty darn entertaining first round folks and I can't argue too much with how my results were based on what happened. In the Eastern Conference, I went 3-1 and one predicting the series. I did correctly take Philadelphia over Montreal, took Tampa Bay over Columbus, and took the Islanders over Washington. I did have Carolina upsetting the Boston Bruins. That one did not work out. Western Conference wasn't quite as good. I went even money at 2-2. Two and two. I had Vegas over Chicago and Colorado over Arizona. But what's cool about those two correct picks is they were both perfect. If you go back and watch my first round predictions, I told you to take Vegas in five, and I told you to take Colorado in five, and both of those series 
were perfect predictions with the goaltenders on the opposite sides essentially playing well enough to steal one game. Vegas in five, Colorado in five, two perfect predictions there in the West. So I was five and three overall in the first round, including two perfect predictions. I'll certainly take that as a compliment to the four and four and six and six that I went in round robin and qualifying round play. So the first round results lead us to second round matchups of the number one ranked Philadelphia Flyers in the Eastern Conference, taking on the number six seed, who was really a seven seed from the qualifying round, the New York Islanders. And the All-Atlantic Division matchup, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the number two seed in the East, taking on number three seeded Boston. In the Western Conference, you have the Vegas Golden Knights, the number one seed in the West, taking on the number five seed, who was really a true seven from the qualifying round, that being the Vancouver Canucks, the only Canadian team to make it through the first round. And the Colorado Avalanche at the number two seed, taking on three-seeded Dallas. So here we go, wasting no more time. Predictions in the best of seven second round NHL matchups of the NHL tournament to award the 2020 Stanley Cup. We're going to go back to starting in the Eastern Conference. Let's take that one versus seven matchup at the top, the Philadelphia Flyers and the New York Islanders. Now, both of these teams actually come into this series at seven and two. They've won seven of their nine respective postseason games. Season series here was dominated by the New York Islanders. They won all three head-to-head -head matchups in the regular season, outscoring Philadelphia by a pace of 13-9 in those three games. That equates to just over seven goals per game. I think you're going to see some fireworks in this series. Betting odds in this series and all betting lines are going to come via our third news source, Sports Betting Dime. I'm finding these lines wherever I can find them for you folks. So, betting odds in this series, Philadelphia laying minus 140 as the series favorite. The New York Islanders come in as the underdogs at plus 120. The Flyers have scored 22 goals in their nine playoff games, coming from 11 different goal scorers. Jake Voracek, former Halifax Moosehead, leading the way for the Flyers with four goals so far in these playoffs. The New York Islanders have put 30 pucks behind opposition goaltenders so far in these playoffs. That is tops of the remaining teams in the Eastern Conference. Those have also come from 11 different goal scorers. Anthony Beauvillier leading the way for the Islanders and, as far as I'm concerned, kind of making an early Conn Smythe case with six of those 30 goals. So what we can certainly glean from that is while the balance of scoring is about the same with these two teams, the Islanders certainly have the edge in terms of the offensive side of this series. Philadelphia's goaltending tandem of Carter Hart and Brian Elliott have turned aside 238 of 253 shots so far in these playoffs. That's a 941 save percentage. Now, they went into the Montreal series with a 961, so Montreal did definitely get to them and bits and pieces in that series, but look, they're still rocking a 941. They're having themselves a great playoff. Semyon Varlamov has seen all of the action for the New York Islanders so far in these playoffs. 212 saves out of 227 shots against. That's a 934. I would argue that this is the best goaltending matchup that we have left. 
And in terms of the advanced statistics so far in these playoffs, you see the New York Islanders with at least a slight advantage, if not more than that, across the board in terms of Corsi Fenwick and PDO, which we are certainly going to stick to in considering our predictions. On the Corsi scale, the Islanders 2.8% higher on the scale than the Philadelphia Flyers so far. 4.4% higher when it comes to the Fenwick scale, so we can certainly look at possession as being in the Islanders' favor so far with how they've played. The Islanders also have the edge in terms of puck luck, PDO, plus 1.7% over the Flyers. Obviously, I watched every second of that Philadelphia-Montreal series because Montreal is my team, and I mean, I certainly saw the ways that Montreal was able to exploit the way that Philadelphia plays hockey. Now, they weren't able to do it consistently because it really only showed up in two and a half, I would say, of the six games. I don't necessarily know that the Islanders will be able to exploit them in the same way. The Islanders simply not as fast a hockey team as Montreal. However, I mean, look, you look at those possession metrics that we just talked about. They're certainly going to be able to outpossess the uh, Flyers in this series. And the fact that the Islanders did not lose to Philadelphia at all this regular season, they're division rivals. They know each other very well. The Islanders clearly know something here. As I mentioned, the Islanders are the top offense left in the Eastern Conference bracket of these playoffs. Boy, I'm kind of talking myself into it. As always, the big question mark, I thought anyway, was going to be Semyon Varlamov and could Varlamov hold up? But I mean, Varlamov held up to the Washington Capitals and I would say the Capitals have more offensive weaponry, more offensive firepower than the Philadelphia Flyers do and I, I don't think I'm saying anything out of turn. I kind of think you're getting a good price here no matter which way you go with this. I mean, laying minus 140 or plus 120 from a betting perspective, you could really go either way on that. In a head-to-head matchup that clearly favors offense when you're talking about 7.33 goals per game in the regular season, I think I got to lean on the team that's shown to have the better offense. And I think that's the New York Islanders, folks. Upset City. I am going to take the New York Islanders to upset the Philadelphia Flyers in the second round. The number one seed goes down in the East. I'm going to take the Islanders to win that series, and I'm going to take the Islanders in a full seven games. And look, I like the team that's on plus money. I think I would certainly bet that line of New York Islanders plus 120. That's a line I would certainly bet. I like the Islanders to come up with a big upset here, Isles in seven. We look at the other Eastern Conference matchup, which is the Tampa Bay Lightning playing host here as the number two seed to the Boston Bruins, the number three seed, which I guess was technically a four because of how they they played in the round robin. Tampa Bay comes into this series six and two so far in this postseason, Boston even money at four and four. Season series here saw the Tampa Bay Lightning win three of the four head-to-head matchups, outscoring Boston just by a pretty slim margin of 12 to 10 for an average of five and a half goals per game, which is a number that Vegas absolutely loves when they're setting game totals. 
The betting odds here are very interesting. Once again, these odds coming from Sports Betting Dime. Boston comes into this series as the betting favorite at minus 120. Tampa Bay, you can get them at plus money at plus 100. They didn't even give them like a minus 115, minus 105. I think we saw that in the first round. But uh, yeah, you get Tampa Bay here at plus money. That's pretty darn tempting. Tampa Bay Lightning have scored 20 goals in their eight playoff games, coming from 11 different goal scorers. Braden Point leading the way for Tampa Bay with five of those 20 goals. Boston had a pretty good offensive performance, 19 goals now from 10 different goal scorers. Boston with a more balanced approach, I would say a little bit. Three goal scorers on the Bruins each have three goals. Andre Vasilevsky has obviously seen every second of ice time for the Tampa Bay Lightning. 242 saves on 261 shots. That's a 927 save percentage. He held serve from the round robin. And the Boston goaltending duo of, I said in the last one, Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak. But of course, there's what happened with Tuka Rask. So now it's basically Yaroslav Halak's team, but we'll include Rask in there because obviously he did play some. 196 saves on 216 shots, which does actually mean that Boston has still been outscored in this postseason 20 to 19. That's only a 907 save percentage. And that's pedestrian that's i'm just being perfectly honest a 907 save percentage it's not fantastic pretty marginal advantages one way or the other in terms of the Corsi Fenwick and PDO. Tampa Bay with a 1% edge on the Corsi scale, Boston with a 0.9% edge on Fenwick, so you can basically say possession is a wash in this series. Tampa has been luckier in these playoffs, 1.6% higher on the PDO scale than our Boston, but these are two of the highest PDOs so far in these playoffs. Here you've got another instance where one team was clearly advantageous over the other in the head-to-head -head in the regular season. Tampa winning three of the four games. I genuinely think Tampa Bay is playing better hockey right now. Boston certainly played better in that first round than they did in the round robin. In the round robin, they looked like they didn't even want to be there. But the point still stands. There's a significant difference between playing Carolina and playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Tampa Bay Lightning, you have to look at them as one of the elite teams in the Eastern Conference. Maybe the best team in the Eastern Conference. Maybe the best goaltender in the Eastern Conference. Although, again, Carter Hart and some others would probably have something to say about that. I've got to see Boston do it against an elite goaltender. And we're certainly going to get the chance to see that in this series, but I think I got to lean on the Lightning here. I genuinely think the Lightning are the better team. Let's take Tampa to beat Boston in the second round here. I'm going to take Tampa to do that in six games. So obviously no surprise here. I'm pretty darn enamored of the fact that I can get the Tampa Bay Lightning at plus money. So I'll certainly be betting that line of Tampa Bay plus 100. That's, that feels like a gift to me. But again, you really can't go wrong betting the series either way, whoever you think is going to win, because Boston only laying minus 120, that's really not that bad for a bet either, like Philadelphia in the previous series. So if you really believe in them, you can bet the line either way. I'll be grabbing Tampa Bay plus 100. 
There's the East, and now we're off to the West. In the Western Conference, the number one seed, Vegas Golden Knights, bringing a 7-1 and one playoff record into this series with the number seven seeded Vancouver Canucks, although, I mean, they were a six. But Vancouver, 7-3 and three in this postseason so far. Both of these teams have certainly impressed. Vegas did not lose in regulation to the Vancouver Canucks this season. They had one win and one loss in extra time. They outscored the Canucks 10-8 in just two games. That's an average of nine goals per game. This series is going to have some fireworks. No question about it. Lots of scoring. Vegas certainly feels a certain kind of way about the Vegas Golden Knights. Who would have thought that, you know, when you know who won the pony? Vegas laying minus 275 in this series as a very strong favorite. Vancouver plus 220 as a big underdog. The Golden Knights have received plenty of run support in these playoffs. 30 goals from 16 different goal scorers. That is by far the most balance of any team so far in these playoffs. Any team remaining at least. Three Golden Knights players have four goals so far in these playoffs. But not to be outdone, the Vancouver Canucks have scored the most goals in this postseason so far. 34 goals in 10 games from 13 different goal scorers. Bo Horvat leading the way for the Canucks with half a dozen. Maybe he's making his case for early Conn Smythe consideration. The Golden Knights goaltending duo of now Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury, I would say this is very firmly Robin Leonard's crease, 181 stops on 201 shots against, so they're really not giving up a ton of shots, but that's only a 900 save percentage. That goaltending, not very good, especially for a team laying minus 275 as a overwhelming favorite. Jacob Markstrom has had himself a very excellent playoff and has by far faced the most work of any remaining single goaltender in these playoffs. 350 shots against in 10 games for Markstrom. 325 of them have been saves for a 929 save percentage. Vancouver definitely has the edge in the goaltending matchup in this series. Another place where Vancouver has a very significant advantage is in the PDO. They have had quite a bit of puck luck in these playoffs. 4.4% higher on the PDO scale than are the Vegas Golden Knights. So they're going to be looking for more of the same that they got in the St. Louis series, which is plenty of puck luck, plenty of offense, you know, play a real run and gun style and hope that that puck luck holds up. The problem is they're playing a Vegas Golden Knights team that's like, run and gun? Nah, that ain't it. 12.6% higher on the Corsi scale in these playoffs are the Vegas Golden Knights over the Vancouver Canucks, and 13.8% higher on the Fenwick scale. Vegas makes no bones about how they're going to beat you. They're going to possess the puck. They're not going to get... Uh, not going to allow you to have a ton of offensive opportunities and they're just going to beat you by volume. They're not going to allow you to have the chance. And Vancouver has entirely depended in this series on playing or in the series, in these playoffs, I should say, on playing that run and gun style. They've been entirely dependent on getting as many opportunities as possible. They're certainly giving up plenty of opportunities at 35 a game. 
I have my questions about whether Jacob Markstrom will continue to hold up under that kind of pressure. I feel like this series is going to be on Jacob Markstrom to steal, and I don't necessarily know that that's going to happen. I mean, I'm very proud of the Vancouver Canucks as a seven seed heading in to be, you know, Canada's team at the end of it as the last Canadian team. I just don't think Vancouver beats Vegas here. I think Vegas has enough firepower and I think the goaltending will do enough and the possession is really what winds up being Vancouver's Achilles heel in this series. I like the Vegas Golden Knights here. I think it's a foregone conclusion what the Western Conference Final is going to be, but that's getting a little ahead of ourselves. I'm going to take the Vegas Golden Knights to beat the Vancouver Canucks, and I'm going to take Vegas to do it in six games. Markstrom has played well enough that I'm going to give him credit to take two games in this series, kind of like Carey Price with Philadelphia. I'm going to give him the credit to take a couple games in this series. I just think Vegas has too much. Golden Knights in six. However, I'm not willing to lay that much juice on a bet. I'm not willing to go minus 275 here because obviously the upset potential does exist. I won't be making a bet on this series. That's just too much for me to lay. And the other Western Conference matchup sees the number two seeded Colorado Avalanche 6-1-1 one, one in these playoffs so far, taking on the number three seeded Dallas Stars, who got off to a bit of a rough start in the rough in the in the rough robin, the round robin, but certainly pulled things together in the first round, now with a five and four record. Big surprise here, Dallas sweeping the Colorado Avalanche in their season series this past season. Four wins in four games, outscoring Colorado 11-6 in those games. Only six goals scored in four games for the Avalanche against Dallas this year. That's only 4.25 goals per game. There's the series where you might want to look at it being a bit more of a defensive battle. You might want to consider betting a couple of unders. Betting odds here, much like the previous series, although not quite as egregious, sees Colorado come in as a heavy favorite at minus 195, despite Dallas being 4-0 in the season series. Dallas plus 160 as a strong underdog. Colorado Avalanche have scored 31 goals so far in these playoffs from 14 different goal scorers. Nazem Kadri, don't let it set in, Leafs fans. Nazem Kadri leading the way for the Colorado Avalanche in goal scoring in these playoffs. Six goals in eight games, and I believe zero penalty minutes. Apparently, Nazem Kadri, Kadri for Selkie. Let's start that hashtag, Kadri for Selkie. The Dallas Stars, after only having four goals in three games from three different goal scorers in the round robin now have 21 goals from nine different goal scorers they had a lot of offense in that series against calgary two goal scorers for dallas with six goals apiece the goaltending duo for the Colorado Avalanche has been very good in these playoffs. Philip Grubauer and Pavel Frankuz have combined to stop 180 of 191 shots in eight games. That's a 942 save percentage. That is best in the Western Conference. And I think, if I go back and look, in fact, it is one 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 hundredth of a point better than Carter Hart and Brian Elliott, or one one thousandth of of a point i guess 942 best goaltending performance so far in these playoffs anton kudobin seems like he has taken over the crease for the dallas stars 
he and Ben Bishop have stopped 253 of 279 shots. That's a 907 save percentage. It's the same as the combination of Yarrow Halak and Tukarask. It to me it's pedestrian, but it was enough to get past Calgary. The Avalanche have a strong analytical advantage across the board here. Corsi plus 8.4%. That's a pretty big edge. Fenwick plus 7.7%. That's also a pretty big edge. And in terms of PDO, Colorado been much luckier with the puck than Dallas has been, plus 4.9% on PDO. Now, once again, the PDO numbers tend to kind of come back to earth. And we saw that even from uh, qualifying round and round robin to the first round. A 106 PDO does not exist anymore. There is one 105 and one 104 left in these playoffs. What did I tell you? PDO kind of comes back down to earth a little bit, and we'll see that happen yet again. Is that enough to save Dallas in this series? No, it is not. The regular season is one thing. The playoffs are entirely another. Colorado's getting too much offense from too many sources. Their goaltenders are playing too well. Even if one of them falters, put the other one in, and he's better, in my estimation, than either of, or even in tandem, Dallas's two goaltenders. So, look, this is Colorado's series all day. I think the Avs win this thing in a bit of a cakewalk, actually. I'm really not a believer in the Dallas Stars in this spot. I like Colorado to win this series, and I'll take them in five games, just like in the previous round. If you're the Avalanche, there's two players on the Dallas Stars you have to stop. Miro Heiskanen, Denis Gurianov. Heiskanen doesn't have the six goals, but he has a ton of assists. He might even be leading the playoffs in points. He is having a hell of a playoff so far. Shut him down, you'll shut Dallas down. Even though Colorado's laying minus 195 as a series favorite here, that is a line I will actually bet. It's under minus 200, and I just genuinely believe Colorado to be one of the classes of the NHL right now. I don't think they're going to have a ton of difficulty here with Dallas, so I'm actually going to take that bet. I will bet that Colorado minus 195 line. That's how much confidence I have in Nathan McKinnon and the Avalanche. There you go, folks. NHL scheduling be damned. Predictions are here and they are ready for you. We'll go over them here with you one more time. In the Eastern Conference, I have the New York Islanders with the upset of the second round, knocking out the Philadelphia Flyers in a full seven-game series. I will be betting that series line of New York Islanders plus 120. In the two versus four matchup, the Tampa Bay Lightning over the Boston Bruins. I have Tampa Bay winning that series in six games, and I will certainly be betting that series line, getting the Lightning at plus money, plus 100. In the Western Conference, the Vegas Golden Knights, I have them beating the Vancouver Canucks in six games, but I will not be placing a series bet on that series, minus 275, once again, just a little too much for me. And in the two versus three of Colorado versus Dallas, I like the Colorado Avalanche to have the easiest time in the second round. Avalanche in five over Dallas, and I will bet that juicy Colorado minus 195. Predictions are in, folks. Nothing's going to stop us. How have you been doing with your predictions so far in these playoffs? Any betting success stories? Let me know in the comments section below. Let me know how you think the second round is going to go. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter. And look, 
I've, I'm loving it so far. I'm loving the playoffs other than the fact that Montreal lost, even though I did pick Montreal to lose. Um, I'm really, really pleased with my hockey team, man. Like I, this is what I'll end on. I'm so pleased with the Montreal Canadiens. I really, really am. Uh, Carey Price is back in a big way, whether his window is closing or not. Nick Suzuki is going to be a superstar in this league. Yesberry Kotkaniemi, I'm so happy he spent that dozen games or so down in the AHL. He's a completely different player now, and that really makes me happy. And the young guns from Montreal, there's a bunch of them that everybody hasn't even seen yet. Like, there's guys still coming up the pipeline. I still think Montreal has one of the best talent pipelines in the NHL right now in terms of the young talent that's in the system. Watch them over the next two years, man. This team is not done developing and growing yet. I think Montreal is a playoff team next year, like a legitimate one. I do think Montreal is a playoff team next year. I can't wait to see what that hockey team does in 2020-2021. Go Habs go. Allons-y Canadiens. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the second round matchups. We'll see you again for the Eastern and Western Conference Finals uh, sometime in September.